Say hello, John Kane here, and I welcome you to Let's Talk Native on this Saturday, March 21st, 2020, the year that is, I guess. While this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage and in some cases start conversations. We kind of break rules for Native Radio here. We don't do prayers. We don't do Buffalo speeches. We aren't into the whole mystical thing. Uh, We take a tough look at history, oppression, and survival. We talk about culture, the arts, politics, and identity. And we do step on a few toes along the way. But our real goal here is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. We will take on the false narratives and provide critical thinking to all that's heaped upon us. And we do it all right here, live from the Cattaraugus territory of the Seneca Nation. So let's talk Native. But first, let me remind people that our audio streams live on our website, which is www.letstalknative.com. We stream live video of this show via Facebook Live on our Facebook group page uh, and many other pages as well. Um, we take the the audio and we put it up on SoundCloud, which uh, SoundCloud, which uh, which puts it out on your favorite podcast platforms. And we take the video and we put it up on our YouTube channel, which is Let's Talk Native TV. Uh, I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast by searching Let's Talk Native with John Kane podcast. Uh, and I encourage you to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hey, I do want to um, say, yeah, I'm patting myself on the back. I know it's a little self-serving, but we crossed over the the 8,000 mark for um, members of our Facebook group page, and eh, we're over it far enough. I I, I kid because I thought we, we could hit 8,000 several times because even as people join the page, there's a few people who drop off along the way. And I got to tell you, when I first started this group page, I used to, um, I added almost all the Native people who were my friends. And then I started realizing, you know, not everybody wants to be a part of this thing. And even though even though you're friends of mine, you, this may not be, especially if you're not Native, this may not be your thing. And, and then I encourage a lot of people to add people. So I know a lot of people get added to this group page who not only don't follow any of the posting that are on there or the shows, but... If you do, probably see some things that you don't really care for. So, look, I don't care if people drop off the page. Uh, but we're probably far enough above 8,000 that we're not going to lose that many. So I think we're at 8,000. You know, next 9,000 or bust, I guess, is, the next, is our next goal. Um, and, you know, again, I do hope that those of you who are on the page, who are active on the page, you you look at, you you know, follow the shows, you, uh, perhaps you post some things yourself, Um I hope you do add the friends of yours who you think will benefit from such a page. And, you know, and again, just like in my opening, we don't do prayers and Buffalo speeches. Um, so there's a lot of things that get posted on my page that I take down. I, I don't, you know, there's other pages for, for prayer circles and national days of prayer and, and a lot of the religion stuff. There's a lot of other pages for that. And uh, so, I you know, I don't, and, and including Trump videos or Cuomo videos, unless he's specifically talking about Native people, there's a ton of other pages for that stuff. So I take a lot of that stuff down so the Native content can be there. And not because I I don't see some of those other, those other posts, but not everything has to be on the Let's Talk Native page. So... I just wanted to. I just wanted to say that. Don't take offense if you post something. I take it down. I'll usually leave something up for a while, even if I don't necessarily care for what's what's been posted. Um, but I, you know, there, there are some things that I, I think are either very very self serving, um, or they send a different message than what uh, the purpose of the of the page is. So anyway, I wanted to say that. All right. Um, <laughs> I am John Kane. I'm the show's host and producer. I'm joined in studio by Jake Proud. Yes, we are six feet away from each other. We are, we've got social distancing going on. Um, he does manage the audio and the video for our uh, podcast and for our, our video link. So um, let's get into it. Before I get into the main topic, which I want to talk about, which has to do with trying to put what is happening into a perspective as it relates to nature, as opposed to wrath of god karma payback is a bitch kind of stuff no i'm trying to move away from that and i want so i want to have a conversation about what nature does and what nature does on its own even as nature ebbs and flows and and uh and deals with the tensions of the natural tensions of nature and what nature does because man has a tendency to to resist reject and defy um, nature. So I'll get into that. But first, let me let me talk about some numbers here. And I got a I got a website that that I use, and it's um, uh, it it's it's a Worldometer. Uh, and if you've never heard of it, it's Worldometer. Um, and 
that's where I get a lot of you know, some of this real time uh, stuff on on what's happening. Just to give some numbers and put it in perspective, because I know some of you are watching the news, but they don't always give you you know all the information. Right now, there's 306,000 people confirmed cases that have that have occurred. Of those. Uh, people have died and people have recovered, but there's about 200,000 people right now who have, who are actively infected by this, by this disease. So that's globally. Now you get into the, um, where do, where does the United States rank? I mean, I know all you, we're number one fans, USA, USA. Well, you're not number one yet. You're number three. Only China and Italy have more cases of the uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, than the United States. The United States, a couple of days ago, in fact, I meant to mention on my show in New York, I was going to say, well, the United States passed uh, uh, France and Iran. Well, now they've passed Germany and Spain. And so, but I will say, if you're looking for the we're number one thing, the United States is number one on new cases. They have had more, they had more new cases in the last 24 hours than any other country in the world, including uh, Italy. Italy had a lot and they had a lot, especially considering their, their, their country so much smaller. Keep in mind, the United States is the third most populated country on the planet. They are a billion people shy of, uh, of both China and, and, um, India. But I'm going to tell you, I think the United States is, is going to pass. Right now, again, China's got 81,000. Um, Italy has 53,575 5, 53, cases. And the United States has uh, 26,111. My guess is the United States will not only pass Italy. <laughs> Frankly, I think Italy is going to pass China. I think they're going to pass China in, in Italy. And I think for, for a while, the United States is going to be number one. Yeah, I know it's not number one what you want to, but you know what? As a native person, well, there you go. You get to be on the top of a list you don't want to be on top of. So the United States, I think, will top the 81,000 cases. Right now, China's, China's actually had a couple of days that they added no new cases. Now, we can debate whether those numbers really reflect the entire 1.4 or 1.5 billion Chinese people, uh, whether it does or doesn't. I'm just saying these are confirmed cases. Now, on that idea of confirmed cases. So when I say the United States has 26,111 confirmed cases, let me be clear. That is only the people who have been tested and came back tested positive. The United States has barely tested, but they barely put a dent in the U.S. population. I mean, they really have. I mean, um, the, the percentage of, of, again, the United States, 330 million people. 330 million people and i don't know if they've gotten more than i i, I remember seeing the last numbers but it's but it's we're talking about less than 100,000 people 100,000 people have been uh, tested and so it's not it's not that many people maybe maybe i take it back it might be 150,000 people is the number that i saw but that's a small percentage of 330 you know many people it's it's a, it's a pretty small number so there's a way, long way to go now on that i've got to tell you when i hear trump or cuomo so the president of the united states or the governor of new york saying don't be alarmed by the spike in the numbers that spike is due and i've heard them say only but <laughs> due only because of the increased testing that's not true there is no evidence to suggest that testing is outpacing the spread of this disease. In fact, it's unlikely that testing is, is that more people are being tested than, than the disease is spreading. So the reason this is going to spike is, yes, it's going to spike in terms of confirmed cases because of testing, but not because the disease isn't spreading. So if anybody suggests, oh, the numbers are going up, but the, the disease isn't spreading, that's, that's simply not true. There's no evidence to suggest that there isn't a mass spread of this disease still. And look, I know everybody's you know confined to quarters and that kind of stuff, um, but sorry, it came a little bit too late. When I, when I see numbers, like in, in, even here in Western New York, I see one case in North Collins, you can't you can't convince me that that one person north collins hasn't infected anybody else it may be just one or that one person in evans angola which is you know again another town real close to uh, where we live here 182,000 people 
Okay, 182,000 people have been tested. So, you know, that number is, is going up. And, and look, one good news on the testing front, apparently they did develop, a, a, a company developed a test that can, that can uh, spit out a result in 45 minutes. And that's, that's huge. That means that, yeah, there is going to be a big spike because they're going to start testing people and they're going to provide this equipment to, you know, all over the country. So there's going to be a lot more testing. And, but, but I'll tell you, the part of the thing that's, that's a little scary is when you see that at this point, there are still more deaths um, coming from this uh, virus in the United States than recoveries. You know, uh, so if I look at this again, I'm, I got this website. Here says to date in the United States, there's been uh, 324 deaths, and they've got 176 people listed as recovered. Look, that the number of recoveries has to be significant higher than the number of uh, of total deaths before you can say you've turned the corner. In, uh, again, for for instance, China, China, they've got listed 100 or uh, 81,000 uh, cases. They only are saying that um, 6,000 are active, 71,000 have recovered, and, of course, they've got uh, 3,200 people who have passed away. I mean, when you see that number of re- – when the number of recovery is, is a lion's share of the, of the total cases and, 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 it out, and it surpasses the active cases, then you, then you can say you turn the corner. Now, one of the things that I've talked about before and, and uh, on this – there's a couple of sleeping giants here. There's some pretty. There's some countries that have some pretty big pa- um, uh, populations, like Pakistan, <clears throat> um, uh, Indonesia. But there's only one country that's uh, that's even close to the Chinese population. And that's India. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you when India's numbers start really registering because I don't think they're testing people. They don't. They're, they're hardly testing anybody. And when you consider the conditions that exist, both socially economically um culturally in uh in in india i think india can make china look like um a measles outbreak so while i think the united states is going to overtake both uh, italy and china in terms of total number of cases and some of the uglier numbers like like deaths i think when all is said and done india is going to be um I mean, it, it's it's going to be ground zero. It's it's going to be the hot spot. One point, I think there were like one point three billion people, one point four billion people. So they're they're about they're they're less than China, but just barely less than China. If you add China and India together, it's three billion people. So, and again, that's three billion between those two countries. The United States is three hundred thirty million. So you put those numbers in perspective. Uh, like I said, India is like 1.3 billion people. China is about 1.4 and change. They're all about change, but they're close to 3 billion between the two of them. Um, it's it's pretty scary. Now, <clears throat> if you want to get this in, uh, just since I'm on a roll here, let me uh, let me go to some of the um, the state the state numbers because New York State is starting to really uh, really crank some numbers out here, and between New York State. And its neighbor, New Jersey, it's um, it's pretty. We're talking about a lot. We're talking about a lot of people. And New Jersey was actually, uh, I, I think they were actually they for a while they they surpassed California. Right now, New Jersey's got thirteen hundred uh, total cases confirmed. Um, California's got fourteen hundred. Washington State has seventeen hundred, almost eighteen hundred, and New York State's got twelve thousand cases. So. Um, I expect since California is the most pop- the most populated state in the country, I think that they'll. I don't think they're going to surpass New York, but I think they're going to. You know, they'll they'll take a a solid second. I think they'll surpass Washington State, but the fact that New Jersey, which is essentially New York's neighbor and and shares part of the metropolitan area of New York City, New Jersey is still a pretty scary place. But anyway, so I wanted to give those numbers out there. I wanted to put some things in um, in to perspective i think it's important that people realize that yes you're going to see a spike in the numbers because of testing but that doesn't mean that the disease isn't spreading so when you hear your the governor of the state of new york saying don't be alarmed by those numbers no be alarmed by those numbers because there's no evidence to suggest that the disease isn't still spreading way faster than the testing is uh you know uh, it's outpacing the testing so we'll see. We'll see what happens in, in a couple of weeks. We're not going to know if all of this 
shutting down everything, whether it was too late. I suspect that it was later than it should have been. Um, so I think that uh, the numbers are going to are, are going to grow significantly. I it's my it's my feeling that that the numbers are probably ten times the numbers you're seeing. So if you see a number like um, twelve thousand, it's you know it's it's one hundred twenty thousand. If you see a number, you know like uh, what was the um, uh, twenty six thousand for the for, for the country, it's probably two hundred sixty two hundred sixty thousand. I mean so. Well, well, I guess time time will tell. All right, now let me get to to what I want to talk about because there's a whole lot of people <clears throat> that um, you know. Some want to get into the whole native spirituality thing, and and I'm not going there. Some people want to get into the whole maybe if karma, which is kind of a Hindu, I guess, thing. This isn't about payback. Here's what happens in nature. Nature has all kinds of tensions. Look, there's blades of grass that compete for sunlight. There's animals that, um, uh, you know, that not only compete for food, but they compete, they, they actually prey on each other. There's a lot of tensions in nature, but there's balance, you know, at some point. And when man throws something out of balance, and I'll give you an example. When, when wolves were hunted and um, uh, were, had bounties, bounties on wolves and the, the population of wolves were wiped out of Yellowstone, nobody really paid the attention because the change happened slowly. But, the ecosystem shifted. And when they reintroduced wolves back in, what they found is that that greenery came back. Because here's what, here's what happened. You took the wolves out. That means that all the ground rodents, they, they, had, they had no more predators. So their population spiked. So they, you know, a lot of these, these animals eat roots and, and you know, eat the, the brush down really, really low, kill a lot of the plants. And there was nothing to, to hold them in check. So... A lot of the greenery ran away. That meant the larger animals that that grazed on that stuff. They migrated to to greener pastures. Since bringing the wolves back, they've noticed the ecosystem recovered. That the entire, not just the the visual of of what Yellowstone in these areas look like, but when you, by any measure, the ecosystem uh, recovered and, and improved. So it had to overcome what man did in the first place by by taking the wolves out now man can take credit and say well we brought the wolves back well yeah but you caused the you you tipped the scales and what happens in nature because you tip the scales there's there's a there's an effect so the ecosystem changes now you could argue that the ecosystem wasn't worse or 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 that it's or that it didn't improve when the wolves but it definitely changed so in nature you have a lot of things that that there's a, uh, a, a a delicate balancing act and that's why when you throw um when when you do something when man does something that defies nature it can have some devastating effects there are things in nature that happen that can have you, know, you can have volcanic eruptions you can have an ash cloud that can you know change you know massive amounts of uh, of an ecosystem you can have uh, weather patterns that you know drought conditions you can have floods you can have all kinds of asteroid strikes whatever you just ask the dinosaurs right i mean there's a lot of things that can happen that can that can alter the and, and, and see the fact that that's one thing happens and it doesn't happen in a vacuum it shows that nature re- uh, responds that's why a drought has larger um uh, ramifications than than just a dry season it can it can impact things for for decades so when man does things dams up rivers pollutes the water contaminates the air you know removes mountains you know to 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 extract minerals lights off several thousand nuclear weapons just to say that they just to prove they have them and test them or drop a couple on a small island nation in in the South Pacific or in or in Asia, um, you know, start relying on nuclear power. So and then then have accidents with that. Rely to the extent they do on on fossil fuels and and the, the contamination that comes from that CO two, the you know the, the greenhouse gases, you know, um, all of that stuff. There's a lot that man does that nature has to compensate for and and, and i don't mean cop i don't mean fix it i mean it adjusts cancer 
we all can can look at cancer and and just loathe the idea because we've all lost loved ones and 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 i have too so we can all hate cancer but here's the reality cancer is not evil it's it's neither good nor evil it just is but why is it and and why do we see so much of it now well let's be honest here man has done plenty including the nuclear stuff the things i just listed and the things that we consume to have an increase in the in the prevalence of cancer look we've got bone cancer we've got we've got blood cancer we've got lung cancer we've got cancer of this and cancer of that throat cancer we smoke we chew tobacco we we red dye number two remember all all that stuff and we, we do so many things again we we breathe the air that's contaminated we do so many things and then we wonder where cancer came from we contributed to that now here's the problem this isn't like nature says okay you did this and now you're going to pay for it no because it isn't the people responsible for contamination for for pollution or even the people i mean sometimes it's not the people who smoke who get lung cancer it's not the way nature works. Nature doesn't doesn't make somebody pay the, the 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 guilty party pay for things. But but cancer develops, and good people, innocent people, die of of these diseases. And and it's not just cancer. Look, the plagues that that, that people are so familiar—you know, smallpox, black plague, plague, all these—you know, all these things—they're all been in in one way or another man contributed to these things whether it was throwing sewage in the streets of the of the european cities whether you know whatever the case may be now some of these diseases were also um uh used you know so we 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 were all quite familiar with the handing out smallpox blankets so even though smallpox occurred naturally and may have occurred specifically because of some of man's activities it also got used it got used to you know well lord jeffrey amherst says you know we should distribute these infected blankets to the indians that way we don't have to kill them you know we can claim it's god's will we'll hand them the blankets and then we'll leave the rest up to god yeah there's that that whole line now that's not the only thing i mean we we rarely ever talk about the you know the role that venereal disease and the rape culture of europe how much that impacted the population now that's not that's not an innocent um transmission of disease that's that's a rape culture so there is that um the other the the other disease again that is somewhat intentional was tuberculosis we you know by by some of the canadian press accounts there was as high as a 50 percent mortality rate and in some places higher uh for native kids in residential schools because tuberculosis was, was allowed if not encouraged but allowed to spread amongst the um, amongst the kids why because we were in the way so that's what happens sometimes with disease now i realize i haven't once mentioned covid19 here there's a pretty good indication or suggestion or um there, there's evidence although it hasn't been completely confirmed that covid19 sometime back in uh last year in the, in the fall of uh um 2019 a virus which in all likelihood started with animals um made the leap from um not only from animal to man but then was able to to evolve enough so man could transmit it human to human now but so where does it come from well much of the uh the theory i guess behind this is that there's these huge what they call wet markets in in china so what's a wet market well a wet market is is a open air sometimes you know acres of of street and and road frontage and street frontage open air markets where animals and uh livestock you know some dead some like fish mollusks chickens you know uh other uh wildlife that is still you know culturally uh consumed by some of the indigenous people of china 
these huge places where all that stuff is brought together. Now, why is it all brought into one place? Well, because one of the things that's happened in China, in fact, throughout the whole world, has been the shift towards people living not in the countryside. For this is the first time in history that more people live in cities than live in rural areas. And China, which has made a, a real effort to lift people out of poverty, you know, again, through their very authoritarian-style governments, one of the things that they encouraged was, was, was people leaving the countryside and moving to these urban environments. This Wuhan um, village or, or province, whatever you want to call it, has like 6 million people that live within a, a kind of a metropolitan area. But then the outlying area, it's almost 60 million. That's a massive population. That's why you have these huge markets. And these things didn't exist in the past. Not like this. So you have this clash of people eating this, some of these indigenous foods that some of them may seem strange to an American. They might stream, seem strange to a European. So if, if somebody says they eat bats, and I'm not saying they ate a bat and got sick. That's not the way, the way it exactly works. But if they brought all of these animals, some, again, some live, some, some not live, um, from all different areas, you know, flying animals, land animals, sea animals to this market, you've got quite a mixture. And, and that, then throw, <laughs> throw the, the diseased people in the, in the mix too. You've got a recipe for, for something to, you know, to, to percolate out of that. And so again, however it happens out of this little, out, out of this, this Chinese, not little, <laughs> out of this Chinese urban center, a disease crosses over from animals to, to human beings. But that's nature. That's 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 not a government conspiracy. This it wasn't a weaponized disease. It occurred naturally because of an unnatural um, scenario where, where this massive population. It is not natural for for there to be six million or ten million, like in the New York metropolitan area, or sixty million. That's not a natural thing. So when you create an unnatural environment nature some some things that haven't ever happened in nature before happen COVID-19 coronavirus so that's how it happens now look where's the, where the bottom of the arrow so, but then I want to talk about is there a why is there a reason is is you know we can get into this whole divine intervention is intelligent design and I want to talk about that in the second half so let me take a break here and we'll come back I'm going to explain how this is not wrath of god stuff but i'll talk about that when we come back this is john kane this is let's talk native Thanks for coming back. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Hey, I want to thank my sponsors. I want to thank Ross and Holly John and the RJE family of businesses, uh, Eric White and ERW Enterprises. I want to thank the folks at Grand River Enterprises and the folks at Cat Res for supporting this show and, and making a contribution on a, on a regular basis that allows us to continue even in the midst of the coronavirus. Um, uh, I, again, I, without without the support that I get from this this handful um, on a regular basis, I wouldn't be able to do um, um, what what we do here. So I appreciate that. I also want to thank those of you who share the show, uh, who listen to the show, and comment and offer your thoughts, uh, both positive and and your criticisms. I I appreciate those too. I really do. <laughs> um, but I want to I want to thank you guys for for participating in in the show whether you call into my show, my New York show, or whether you add your comments to the feeds here um, on, on Facebook and on YouTube and, you know, wherever. I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, all right. Um, so when I suggest that, that this is nature's response, nature doesn't respond tit for tat. That's not the way nature works. You know, so it isn't like, okay, man did something so nature is going to you know strike back at man it doesn't work that way you know there are things because again it's not just man who does things that that i as i said earlier there is a constant tension in uh, in nature there's a, there's a constant and i don't even call it struggle but life is dynamic it changes we, you know there you know environments change I mean, the, the, climates do change all by themselves 
their you know animals change they evolve i mean their, their diets change and, and again you know whether weather patterns can shift water you know rises and falls you know there's been ice ages you know that that have happened in the past there's, so things change so nature and when i say nature i mean i mean all life changes with these things we you know animals migrate uh, human beings learn how to uh, how to survive oftentimes the difference between many other creatures that that either move to stay warm um or or to stay cool perhaps they they either adapt to their environment or they change where they live man does things to to def, almost defy nature and I don't, I don't mean it to criticize man i'm look they damn rivers but they we build homes we clothe ourselves we we heat we heat our homes we we um figure out how to you know not just how to grow food but we we alter food native people corn is a genetically modified um food uh, food source we corn would not exist without the hand of man and and that's that's pretty well established now we didn't you know uh get in there and you know uh in a lab and change its dna structure but we we found out we over time corn was developed and it developed different in different environments we have corn that grows in dry climates corn that uh, grows in damp climates we uh cooler climates shorter cycles all this stuff so so that's what man does man also changes animals we 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 alter the you know we decide which animals we eat and which ones we don't eat and it's different from wherever you live and then we domesticate them so we we change the natural environment of animals we put them in a pen and it's because we put them in a pen we we accumulate animal waste we actually start to use that waste to fertilize gardens and so that all sounds great until you see a pig farm spraying pig waste liquid pig waste into the air to fertilize a field so other people are breathing fecal matter until you realize that you have to recall romaine lettuce because it, it is contaminated with e coli e coli isn't naturally occurring on romaine lettuce it gets there because of waste animal waste so there's things that man does almost always with great intentions if if not one of the great intentions is to make money um whether you want to think that's a good intention or not but most of it is, is about profit but it's also about security stability stabilizing food sources and you know um you know human security i mean whether it's defense or whether it's you know securing against the elements i mean that's what man does dams rivers you know moves the earth extends i mean builds homes right on the coastline we, we do all kinds of things and and nature isn't hell-bent like it's some intelligent design creature that says oh i'm gonna make them pay it's not what happens it's not i mean if that were the case then man would be the only one that would be the victim and it would be specific men that would uh, uh, uh that would be the victims of nature's wrath but it's not nature's wrath like I said, cancer, COVID-19, they're neither good nor evil. They just are. And they occur because nature enables it to occur. And nature, through its response to environmental conditions, oftentimes affected by man. I'm not blaming man for everything, everything bad that's happened either. But nature responds to, to, some of, to, to much of what man has done. You know, so when we talk about climate change, yes, man's con contributing to that. But I'll tell you the other thing that man does, man's pretty good at killing people and and pretty good at, at trying to manipulate the lives of other men. And, and, and I mean mankind, so I don't want this to, to sound sexist or whatever else, so I, I apologize for that. But that that's what human beings do. They have a tendency to try to manipulate. The word man is in there, to manipulate, right? To control and bigger than than humankind is is are the natural forces that oftentimes man is pitted against so when 
some of the things that happen in nature does have a an adverse effect to mankind i mean did uh i mean man didn't call cause the tsunami that wiped out a quarter of a million people in 2004 the day after christmas but nature did that i mean it was it an act of god no god had no axe to grind with a quarter of a million people in, in indonesia and and for those of you who believe all that i'm not you're, you're not gonna i'm not gonna change your belief in that but all i'm suggesting for those of you who are confused or, or maybe question. Just know that that nature is is benign. It it is neither good nor evil. It just is. But to the extent that nature has provided everything that sustains life today, nature's also buried some things. Dinosaurs gone. Um, there there are millions of species that uh, have have come and gone. And man could be one of those species. Probably not anytime soon. Man's pretty ingenious, and we figure out ways to survive. But it's not like there's not going to be a cost. You know, I met a I, I met a, a guy in New York. Uh, he used to come to come not only listens to my show, but comes to a couple of events, and he wanted to talk to me. I, and I may have mentioned to him on my show before, but he he wanted to have this conversation about where mankind is 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 going, and. You know, after sitting with him for several hours, I realized that he was trying to get me to the place where I was going to believe in some sort of divine intervention that was going to, you know, change everything. He kept asking me, well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I said, I said the bottom's going to drop out. But this is kind of the kind of thing I've been talking about on my show for, for years. Whether the, there's an economic collapse, climate, either climate change could contribute to that, you know, social unrest, you know, global conflicts. Look, there's been two wars that have been considered world wars, but I don't know. Some of the conflicts that, you know, have so many people participating in them, these military, I don't know how we, you only call a world war a world war after the fact, I guess. But there's been all these conflicts over ideologies, you know, democracy against communism, you know, Christianity against Islam, you know, Islam against Judaism, all these people who just kill each other over, over these belief systems. And they can escalate to the point where it becomes all-consuming. We have social unrest within within each you know each every society seems to have a certain level of bias, bigotry, prejudice, racism, nationalism. So there's there's always the potential for man's in, within man's existence for for all hell to break loose. I've never even considered a pandemic as as one of the contributing factors of that. I and you know that's on me for not even factoring that into the mix. But in my conversation with this guy, he says things are going to happen, and 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 mankind will pay a price, whether it was warranted or not. Not just the bad people. This isn't like again when people talk about the rapture or end of days. It's like oh, the non-believers are all going to perish, and only the chosen ones are going to be you know ascend or whatever else. No. Look, believe that if you want. And and to all my native brothers and sisters who think, oh, all we got to do is continue ceremony and, and pray to the Creator, and, and He's going to take care of us like He always has. No, He hasn't. I mean, for one thing, the, this all-powerful, all-seeing, all-caring, all-loving Creator is not something that's a part of our culture. That's christianity that's you know that's judaism that's islam that's not that's not um our culture i'm not saying you can't believe that you people can believe whatever they want to believe but this isn't about good versus evil that's a man-made construct and i've talked about this on the show before what this is about is when things get out of balance there is covid19 you know nature's hand on the scale no not it's not that, it's not that simple scales indicate like justice all right it's used for justice no this is about maintaining balance there's something that's out of whack you know something something you know something tipped the scales of nature to the point where something else in nature had to happen to to not just balance it out and because this kind of balancing thing isn't immediate it's a slow process and it's hit or miss I mean, evolution, 
look, not every evolutionary change works out for any species, at least of all man. I mean, it's great to be bigger and stronger, but eventually, you know, you, your bone structure doesn't carry you well over seven feet tall. You don't see a whole lot of 90-year-old seven-footers. You know, so there's certain things that there, you know, that you lose with, you know, with some of this, these changes in human physiology and, you know, and that kind of thing. And all animals endure. I mean, racehorses that are genetically engineered to run fast, their muscles are sometimes stronger than their bones. And that's why you have this rash of animals that have to be shot at racetracks. I mean, you can't expect every piece of nature to, to, to survive the changes, so to speak, whether they're man-made or otherwise. There are species that, that, that perish all on their own without, without man's involvement. But then there's species that, you know, that are placed in danger by man, whether it's being hunted, whether it was the, the eagle, the bald eagle, or the spotted owl, or you know, whatever. But nature doesn't doesn't go in like with with intelligent design and fix a problem. There's a chain of events that happens. COVID nineteen is part of that natural chain of events, and we'll survive it. But but when I hear you know a guy like Donald Trump saying, "Oh, we're gonna, we're going to treat this as a war and we're going to be victorious and it's going to be a great victory, and and we're all going to be fine," no, we're not all going to be fine. There's people dying today. We'll get we'll get a new death toll tomorrow for every one of the countries in in the world. Everybody's not going to be fine. And part of it's our own ignorance, and part of it is the harsh reality of nature somewhat responding to our own behavior our own activity our own development but our own arrogance has has delayed our response to this i mean we've had we're the intelligent species we knew this was coming for months i mean this was i mean this wasn't hidden in 2019 and it you know, it was it was fairly well known, but you have arrogant leaders like like the United States president and others who just scoffed at the idea. And that same arrogant leader will stand up and say, "Oh no, we're all going to be fine." And, and I, I I hear the governor of state of New York say the same thing. No, we aren't all going to be fine. Some very very good people, and maybe a few assholes are going to die because of this disease. The disease is neither good nor evil. It just is. And it doesn't select... This isn't about God's chosen ones making it through. There's probably too much human population on the planet. Is this going to fix that? No, it's not going to fix that. Might put a dent in it. You know, on the same worldometer that I tell you about, that I follow the coronavirus, you can go to the other page that has real-time population. It's it's a ticker. You can see the population growing. It just tick 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 tick. Every you know, a, a person you know, it, it has the the people who are dying and the people who are being born. I, I I invite you to go see it. It's kind of scary when you look at it, but I'll tell you this: this coronavirus will not reduce the population of the of the world it's still growing i mean it, it, it will not reduce the total number i mean the people will die but there the population growth is still phenomenal it's still an incredible population growth i don't know what's what's the total population? isn't it like 7.7 billion or something like that yeah but you look at you look at the live feed it's i mean it's it keeps ticking up it's like 7.7 billion people and you know, there's some estimates to say, well, will will, uh, uh, will the popu- the global population reach 11 billion? Is that the ceiling? I don't. We don't know. But this, I don't see this overtaking in terms of death rate, the birth rate. I mean, uh, I I hope I'm I I hope I'm right. You know, this isn't like Thanos snapping and killing half the universe. No, that's not what this is. 
But this is, um, it is a concern. It is a concern because regardless of where it comes from, you know, whether it's China or, you know, or any place else, we're all being impacted by it. Not, and when I say impacted, yeah, we're not going to work. Today, you know, we're, we're changing, at least for the time being, how much we interact with each other. But some people were too slow to get there. And, and frankly, the United States, including New York State, everybody wants to, you know, brag up how, how assertive Governor Cuomo has been and that kind of stuff. Probably too late to have the, the real positive, the, the flattening of the curve issue. There are hospitals right now in the United States that are running out of, they're not running out of respirators yet. They're running out of, of things like masks and gloves and, and protective wear. They didn't even got to the, the, to the tough stuff. The the uh, the respirators, the ventilators. This is you know this is this is real, and I know people want to say there are some people, native people who you know are are included in some of this mix. Well, it doesn't really affect me. We got to figure out how to ride this out, and you know most of us, by a large share, will will survive this, and and so. Uh, and and that's true but you know some of us are going to lose loved ones the likelihood that you are not going to lose or know somebody who passes away as a result of this is pretty slim the likelihood is you will know somebody and and in all likelihood care about somebody who gets sick and dies because of this and you know i i don't wish this on elderly and I sure don't wish it. I mean, the the one thing that's that's positive is that it doesn't seem like a lot of little kids are um, are being claimed by this. But the belief that young people can't get it, and when I say young people, I'm sixty now, so anybody younger than sixty is young as far as I'm concerned. But no, there there are forty year olds who are perishing because of this, and there are people who are getting very very sick that that will survive it. But know that you that you got hit by something scary. And the mortality rate, based on the confirmed cases, is still pretty pretty damn high. Some case, you know, in some countries like Italy, it's geez, it's it's like eight percent. In other countries like the United States, it's about one and a half percent. But even at one and a half percent, just to remind people, that's fifteen times more deadly than the flu. Now, right now, there's. 26,000 cases in the United States confirmed with very, very, very limited testing. 180,000 people have been tested. That's a pretty big percentage of the people who tested. Now, keep in mind, they're only testing, you know, there's a criterion to get, the, uh, to get tested. You have to be sick, and you have to also have given some evidence that you were in contact with somebody else who was in, in fact, uh, infected before they even test you. But as these, as this testing increases, we're gonna see we're gonna see some dramatic spikes in that number, and we aren't going to know for some time whether we have staved off the the spread of this thing with a lot of this shutdown and stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying don't do it. By all means, have limited. I stopped going to New York because I didn't want to go into a place that I thought had the, a real likelihood of being a hotspot. It wasn't even a hotspot yet when I stopped going. The last week I went to New York, I didn't touch the subway rails. I didn't touch handrails. I opened doors with my elbow because I was already becoming more cognizant. My wife, my wife's always terrorizing me because I touch everything. <laughs> but not the last week I was in New York, I didn't. And then I stopped going. And part of it is, again, realizing that I, I could have brought that back to my, my home to my family, and to my community. So those of you who just think, nah, anything goes, I don't have to worry about this thing, I'm young, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't mean that you don't have, that you can't infect somebody who will infect somebody who you care about. And not just grandma or great-grandma. I'm not just, I'm not just talking about the elderly. We need to be responsible to the people who we that we expose ourselves to and i don't mean expose ourselves to in the way that you're thinking don't even go there but no we we have to be responsible 
And that's the way, you know, we can, we hopefully we get through all this. But I want to encourage everybody. Look, I in all in all likelihood, I will do some level of number updates with every show. And uh unless I get a lot of feedback that says not to. Um I think it's important that people know what some of the real numbers are. I do use the Worldometer um website and and a few others. But I I actually look at about four different websites to get the to get numbers and make sure that they balance out right and and that kind of thing. There's a there's an interactive map of Erie County that, you know, I think there's 50 cases here in Erie County. Um but again, there there's probably uh, when I say that, there's 50 tested and confirmed positive cases in, in Erie County. There's there's probably a lot more. So look everybody, be safe. Um look enjoy use this time to your advantage. You know, spend good time with your family. You know, spend, you know, read a book watch tv i mean I, like i don't re- usually watch much television but i watched watch quite a bit in the last week <laughs> you find some good stuff to watch there's documentaries on you know a lot of these um uh video services are, are putting up movies that aren't normally available because frankly you can't go to the theaters anymore so use it use the time wisely you know spend a little bit more time cooking dinner you don't have to cook something fast you got you got more time on your hands have conversation and be well and be friendly be kind help people but you don't need to help people by um by having you know gatherings you know try to be helpful without necessarily um getting too intimate with people you know limit your contact i I know i sound like sound like state officials but at this point there's not a whole lot else you can do and this is one of the ways to ride this thing out so i want to again i want to wish, wish people uh the best uh i will continue to do do this show again we, we do this on saturday and tuesday night and then i do my show in new york on thursday i do that for my studio here as well uh it's a little bit different a little bit different kind of show so i encourage you again i want to thank you guys for pushing me over the top with eight thousand members to the group page I encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, and to our, our podcasts. And uh, uh, you know, m- maybe Jake and I will try to sneak in here and uh, and bang on another video um, pretty soon and get something else in uh, on the short form video side. So we'll try to do that as well. I want to thank you for watching. This is John Kane, and this is Let's Talk Native. Yahweh.